everyone and welcome to Viv and Dave's Real Voices of Happy Valley. We normally talk to an interesting person. But today you're talking to me. <laughs> I didn't mean it to come out like that. That's all okay. right. <laughs> no, I'll start again. Hello everyone and welcome to Viv and Dave's podcast Real Voices of Happy Valley. As you know, we normally talk one or the other of us or both to um, somebody about interesting things they do and it's a bit of a departure today but because Dave's just had a birthday and we've been watching the Women's World Cup I thought I'd talk to him about his life in football. My lengthy experience of football yeah goes yeah. back a long time. Certainly does and um, so we'll start off by asking you um, the football team you play with at the moment, and he does still play, everyone, um, is the over 50s, and that follows on from him playing with the old gits. So, do you want to tell us about that, Dave? Yeah, well, the old gits is a bunch of, uh, would you believe, old gits who used to uh, meet up, drink in the Nookloff when it was still a pub. Uh, talked largely about football and then they decided that wouldn't it be nice to go off and play football so they started at Mytham Road Community Centre and then moved to London C of E school uh, many many years ago um, so they're even older gits now uh, during the pandemic uh, it all stopped and when it started up again it started up like a lot of other things very slowly not everybody was felt comfortable or safe going out mm. or uh, fit or fit that's right that's true um although fitness is questionable generally with the old kids um so one when some some of the older ones got back there and found out it was full of young lads and mm. rather than say oi get off our pitch you young lads uh, I decided we'd just start again. So, so the young lads hadn't just turned up and taken people's places. They were there to make up numbers while the rest of you weren't around? Yes, so, they were all yeah. invited in they there. Invi so, that's what I meant to say, so they were invited. Like a lot of things to do with the pandemic, pandemic, it was all very different afterwards than it was before. So mm -hmm. it didn't suit us anymore, chasing around after you know, young men in their teens and 20s. Mm. Uh, it's just too much hard work to be quite honest yeah. and uh, it can be dangerous you know trying to get to the ball before some fit young bugger yeah. um, somebody particularly the old guys are likely to get hurt uh, unintentionally so thought well I put something up uh, on Facebook and on the Treads Club's Facebook page saying mm -hmm. if you're over 50 you fancy playing football still or again and you're not a Tory Mm -hmm. come along and join us and uh, so we started up on Tuesday nights instead of Wednesdays and, and did you get a good response yes very good response um, in some cases um, but very enthusiastic response for the first sort of week or two and then they realized uh, that they were pulling muscles and aching so much in the morning that you know perhaps it was that was why they'd stopped playing football donkey's years previously yeah um but we got a core of uh, somewhere up between sort of 10 and 20 usually mm. get um about a dozen or so and like when we were kids we turn up pick teams play for an hour or so 
although I must admit when we were kids we probably played all day <laughs> yeah. um, but now we play for an hour or so and then go to the pub oh, sounds talk. a splendid way for grown men to uh, enjoy themselves it is it mm. is and because there's no Tories you know it's a nice chat afterwards and nobody strongly disagrees with anybody yeah um, and presumably you all have your different football teams that you follow does that cause Ag aggravation not really no I mean because I mean actually there's probably more Everton supporters for some reason than anything else including uh, you yes including mm. me handful of City supporters um, really you know City are one of the elite sort of clubs in the world and Everton are not so <laughs> there's not really much to worry about <laughs> yeah, yeah a friendly rivalry but then we have people who support uh, Colchester and Coventry City and, and Halifax and Halifax Town yeah. um, possibly the most fanatical of the two who support Halifax Town as they should uh, local boys and you should always support your local team yeah yeah so when you were younger before you joined the old Gits uh, you were in Hebden Bridge Aliens, weren't you? Yes, I was player manager for the Aliens for a while. They were the team of the Trades Club. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Aliens was quite a, a good name for them because they were <laughs> alien in many of their ways. And uh, winning and gaining points was also alien to them. Oh, yeah. uh, but what a lovely bunch of lads. Yeah, um, and you're still friends with yes. a few of them yeah, one or two of them play with uh, the over 50s now yeah. As they were all about 30ish when I joined up with them I was in my early to mid 40s uh, having sort of uh, fairly recently arrived in Hebden Bridge got to know them actually yeah. we watched a cup final uh, at the trades club and then all went out with a ball to play afterwards again a bit like you used to do when we were kids yeah uh, when we moved to Hebden Bridge as you say you were in your early to mid 40s then um but you'd been involved in football in oldham where we'd lived before that hadn't you for 12 years or so well i've been involved in football since i was a kid basically mm. i first went to goodison park to watch everton in about 1964. Mm -hmm. um used to uh, knew someone who had a season ticket and he um you could go to the reserve matches as well as the main matches then mm. so you know when we were kids somebody used to sort of give us a season ticket and we'd go and watch Everton reserves every other week yeah uh, and pay to go in the boys pen sixpence to get in the boys <laughs> pen um <coughs> yeah with yeah <laughs> and there'd be like sixty thousand people there and right tucked away in the corner was just a bunch of <laughs> lads basically <laughs> and young lads at that yeah um so it was that was all it was all great fun as soon as i was able to kick a ball though i started you know, i played for the school mm -hmm. saint dominic's catholic secondary modern school mm -hmm. um generally as a centre-half because I was taller than most of the other boys and they were more skillful than me so they used to kick the ball around in front of me and I, my job was to, as Jack Charlton once said, my job was not to play football, it was to stop other people from doing it. <laughs> Just wade <laughs> in. <laughs> yes, which I was very successful at, uh, to an extent anyway. Although never got the impression I was particularly good at football because I couldn't get into the Heighton boys team. But as it turns out, you know, it was a pretty, you know, high-skilled well, team. They, they were at the time the national champions and mm. there was a scrawny little kid called Peter Reid who mm. 
I keep saying kept me out of the team because uh, he was he was in the position I wanted to play. Um, he went on to play in the World Cup for England and yeah. won trophies with Everton and played for Bolton Wanderers. So and it's no disgrace to be uh, ousted no. by the likes of him, is it really? No, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, and after that, I have played for various interesting teams. I played for Wellington Road Mission in Liverpool, mm-hmm. uh, which is some kind of a church. I've never some kind of Protestant church, uh, mm. but quite what kind of Protestant church? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> on the on the theme of playing for religious organisations. Um, in Hardman Street in Liverpool is a food for all whole food shop I remember that yeah and I went in and asked for more Wesley because I didn't know how it was that's printed. true yes <laughs> and uh, well it was run by a, a bunch of guys who were um, what is it worshippers or whatever the term followers. is followers mm. of Ananda Marg um, I, I don't know I've no idea what Ananda Marg stood for some kind of Indian Eastern religion um i know some of their monks set fire to themselves for one yeah. reason or another i'm a bit worried that we might have to do that if we <laughs> lost too many games but um that was quite interesting and I used to play on walton all park and, and, and sefton park but walton all park was like there's dozens and dozens of pitches and hundreds of footballers will be in the changing rooms getting changed and people wander around saying Ananda Marg, what's that? <laughs> are we playing them? You'd what is it? Against United Welders and Bricklayers and people. Yes, yes, yeah. we did play. Ananda Marg versus United Welders was a bit of a tough match. Yes, um, yes but as I say, they were they were an interesting bunch, and they mostly were Scousers, um, but they took Indian-style names. Mm. So. I once phoned up Jack R. Prakesh to see where the game was the following Saturday. Um, Mrs. Prakesh answered the phone, and it turned out she neither used the name Prakesh nor used the name Jack R. Prakesh for him, as she just turned and shouted, Kevin, someone on the phone for you, it's another one of those people. <laughs> I did say to her, I'm only a footballer. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they all had names like that, except me and um, me and James from Glasgow, and we were there making up the numbers. Mm. And actually, to be quite honest, providing the skill in the team <laughs> at that point. But we played in the Business Houses League, which is quite a, a high level. Mm. Yes. And when we moved down to East Anglia, that was great fun, I played village football. Mm. Um, played for Leverington, Parson Drove. Guy Hearn. Um, and Parson Drove was quite a, and Leverington's quite a reasonable sort of level. Mm. Um, you know, we would sort of be travelling all over sort of Norfolk and Cambridgeshire, North Cambridgeshire anyway, uh, yeah. so sort of the northern bit of East Anglia. Yeah. Uh, to play against other people's villages, and uh, that was really nice because everywhere had a village green, which football in in the winter, cricket in the summer mm. and the village hall frequently with a bar and the, the village would come out and support you, yeah. which, which was nice particularly if you did well and worked hard for them mm. uh, so that, that was alright Did uh, played against uh, Kings Lynn reserves might not mean very much to you That's well Kings Lynn does but yeah. <laughs> they were in the eastern counties so we were one level below them mm. um, so that's probably about three or four levels below the actual National Football League. Yeah. 
So I suppose I played for somewhere around about Division 10 or 12. Right. Uh, a long time ago. Well, it's a good community thing there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, in most places. You know, it, it is, and it's really lovely when you're playing for the village, and is, you are part of the community, and community is always important to mm. me. Um, because the, 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 the game itself is it's a community game. It's, I think Bill, Slank, Bill Shankly once said it's a socialist game. Mm. You work hard. Uh, for your teammates, you all work hard for each other, and if you do well and you're united, then you know you get the results. Mm. Um, so it's <laughs> football clubs tend to be owned by utter, utter capitalist scoundrels, but it is a heart of socialist game. Um, you've seen my T-shirt. Your Albert Camus one. T-shirt, yes, it says on the front. Everything I must most surely know about morality and obligation I owe to football and that's it's not just a beautiful game it's a game where you support each other yeah and communities support their teams whether it's of scousers going to watch Everton in Liverpool or it's the people of Parson Drove in East Anglia going to watch going to their village green it's really nice yeah and since then you've played and managed um, the Oldham UB40 team of unemployed kids, not kids. Well, there were yeah, some unemployed kids. men um, mm. and worked in a community centre, ran a community centre in, uh, in Oldham and with guys who were doing similar jobs across the northwest of England, we created the Northwest Unemployed Football League mm. for guys who were sort of like unemployed, basically. Mm. This is the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And... Um, we were taken on by John um, John Platt, who was running the community mm. program at Oldham Athletics. So mm. we became Oldham Athletics community program team. Yeah, uh, which was really nice, particularly as mostly local boys. They supported Oldham Athletics. They'll be able to play an Oldham Athletics pitch, which is plastic at the time, mm-hmm. um, and go and play away games at Preston North End's ground in their Oldham Athletic kit, and they were absolutely thrilled. So your life in football has been quite extensive and long and now we find ourselves with women's football having finally captured the imagination of the country years after you and Ian Wright as it turns Mm. out were championing it and um, what a competition it's been. It's absolutely fantastic. I've been watching um, women's football, England women's football team, the Lionesses, for, I don't know, 15 years or more. Uh, it, was, it was at the time, it was like only the occasional England women's game would be on the television. It's difficult mm. to see it otherwise. Yeah. Um, did take our Cathy to Oldham Athletic. Um, women's and girls team and she played for them for a couple of times so basically it was difficult to get sort of uh, two women's football games uh, now over the last few years last two or three world cups it's really taken off and I've gone from just being able to watch two or three games a year to you know, at the moment mm-hmm. watching two or three games a day with the women's world cup on and I'm not into football particularly yet we managed to rub along don't we mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not into it but I have been enjoying the women's games and I know that um, you go to Manchester City's women's games when in the season yes and uh, when they're at home yes our Cathy uh, eldest daughter, uh, her eldest son Manny, 
and a couple of their friends and their kids um, mm. with them we go off to the academy stadium just across the road from Manchester City's main ground and I've been watching the women there since a couple of years before the pandemic started so probably about five six years altogether mm. and it is great fun it's an awful long time since I've been to a professional men's match Mm. Um, well, so expensive apart it from is. anything else. No, <laughs> Which yeah. is partly why I never went. He used to take the girl. He used to take Kathy there mainly. Mm. Um, when we lived in Oldham, we'd get the paper in the morning, what games are on in the Greater Manchester area, and we'd sort of you know, we'd mm. go to them. It was always great because taking kids, because the guys on the turnstiles, it's always the, the rule was always if the kid's small enough to lift over the turnstile, you don't have to pay for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which was which was always fun. Now, you know, so we go and watch uh, Manchester City women, and the atmosphere is fantastic. Mm. Um, the the size of the crowd has gone from around about two thousand to around about five thousand since the, the the girls won the Euros last year. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can sit a couple of seats away from somebody who's singing songs about Arsenal and being her favourite team, <laughs> or Birmingham City or Chelsea or whoever it was, and never any hassle or problems. Mm. Um, and it's it's great to hear people singing about you know their team is the best team in the world. Mm. Um, as football supporters, we all do that. We know our team is not the best team in the world. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> I've, I might be there. I've been there shouting, you know, Everton, they're the greatest team in the world. They never have been. They never will be. But they're your team. <laughs> but that's right. They're my team, and that's that's why you support them. So it's always been fun, yeah. and I've always tried to do my best. Um, you told me recently about something Bob Donnelly once said about me. Yeah, he was, Bob Donnelly. I, he was managing Parson Drove at the time. Yeah, he was uh, somebody I knew, a Scotsman, who I worked with. And he said, uh, your Dave's great in the games that he's not the most skillful player I've ever seen, but he gives 110%. And the 100%, 110% is the amount of percent that you have in football. <laughs> yeah. You'll hear it quite a lot. Uh, some people believe mathematicians seem to think that percentage only goes up to 100. But in football, <laughs> you can go way beyond that. <laughs> and long may you carry on enjoying it. Right, OK. Um, so, uh, well, it's been it's been fun you showing some interest in me footballing well, life. Well, yes, yeah, I thought I'd make up mm. for the 40-odd years that I've shown no interest. <laughs> no, you, you, no, <laughs> no you that's have. not for true. You've, you've, you've put Who up, has you've supported put up your um, participation? You, yeah, yeah, you have, and and it's not really just taking time away from your family. It, it's it's going away and having a sort of a great time playing football, and then you can bring back some news of the game to your family, even though sometimes you don't seem very interested <laughs> how the game has gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but we have plenty of examples of like lads play football largely because they're wanted out of the house. Mm. I remember the the much missed and lamented Awen telling me that Drew could not be dropped because the Hebden Bridge Aliens played on Sunday mornings same time as the Archer's Omnibus was on the radio <laughs> and he was not to be at home at that time. <laughs> yeah, I sympathise with Aaron for that one, yeah. <laughs> a, mar a, marvellous, a marvellous woman in all ways. Right, so there you go. Yeah, so hope you enjoyed that and next time we'll be speaking to someone who doesn't live in our house. But yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Next time, talk to somebody interesting. <laughs> so, Just as yeah, interesting. This is our podcast is about uh, all the people being of, of the valley.
Uh, it's based on all the people of the valley being interesting in their own way. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So we'll have to talk to you about some of your interests at we'll some point. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Okay. Um, and finally, Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, have a look on it. Yeah, the Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, Real Voices of Happy Valley. Um, go on there, like it, f follow it. Um, whatever podcast outlet or platform or whatever they're called, you listen to this on. Follow us, and then you'll know about more. And if you're interested in chatting to us yourselves, get in touch. Okay. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Thank you.